Hello, everybody. Welcome to Therapy Dog Talk. My name is Sherry. My pup's names are Sunny and Riley, and each week we talk with different therapy dog teams and researchers around the world about the impact that they're making in their area. If you're just getting started or you're not sure where to get started, we have a free guide for you that you can find at freeguide.therapydogtalk.com. And we also have a community you can join at community.therapydogtalk.com. I'm very excited for you to meet Heidi today. Heidi founded the LAX Pups program and has helped many other airports get their programs off the ground as well. No pun intended. <laughs> so I will get her in here. We're here. Hi, Heidi. I'm so glad that you could join us tonight. For those who don't know you, would you like to introduce yourself and your pups? I will. My name is Heidi Hubner, and I have loved dogs my whole life. I started a therapy dog program for LAX called the PEP program, which is Pets and Stressing Passengers. I love what I do, and I feel so blessed. This is one of my dog's chubs. Can you see her? Yes, I can. Very cute. So she's my little rescue pug that's in the program. And then I have my handsome man, Aww. Chance, Aww. who's a shepherd pesky jindo mix, also in the program. And they love working at the airport. I love that. Heidi, how did you first find out about therapy dogs? I'm going to say it was back in 2000. I started a nonprofit called Kids and Pets, where we were teaching humane education. And I was like, we need to actually bring animals into the classroom. So a friend of mine had worked with therapy animals, and she said, I've got two therapy dogs. We started with her dogs, and then my original two dogs got certified to do that. And then we also had a cat and a bunny and an iguana and a bird that were part of the team. So we used to call it, if you teach the child, you build the future. Okay, I love that. An iguana, wow, that's a unique one. <laughs> he was very cool. I bet he was. What kind of bird did you have? He was a little cockatoo. The cockatoos are the smaller ones, right? One of my volunteers, and he was actually a Vietnam vet, and these were his animals that he brought, and it was loads of fun. I love that. That's very cool. So Chance and Chubbs came along later in your journey. Did you bring them into your family hoping that they would become therapy docs? Sure. It's so interesting because I've always had rescues. The dogs have always found me. I've never sought out the dog to be in my life. And they have all had the temperament and personality to become therapy dogs. And we talked about this. You can't make a dog want to do pet therapy. It has to be in their temperament and personality and they have to want to do it. Yeah. And they all have. And it's just been so easy for me. That's great. That's really great. What did you see in them that let you know that they would really enjoy this work? They just wanted to go up to people. Just if I was walking them down the street or taking them into stores when I was trying to see how they would react. And they would just seek people out and just sit there and look at them. And the more they would get pet, they would smile with their eyes. And, you know, it was like, okay, this is what you guys want to do. I think you were brought to me because we were supposed to create this program together. Yeah. So did you have Chance and Chubson before you started the LAX Pups program? So my previous dogs, Chopper and Chowsey, Unfortunately, they are on the Rainbow Bridge. Chowsey was kind of my test dog for that when we 
started talking about it. And then when he passed away, my friend found Chance and said, oh, this is the dog for you. So she's a couple months after I started the program, within the program. Okay. And then Shubs came five years later. Okay. Very cool. What inspired you to create that program? I believe you were the first airport program. Yeah. Well, San Jose started after 9-11. And then for LAX, they were looking to enhance their guest experience at the airport. And I said, dogs, hello. That's what we need to do, have therapy dogs at the airport. So I put everything together in 2012. And then we launched in 2013. Okay. Were you already involved at the airport in some point before that? I was. I was there revamping the volunteer program of our volunteers at the information booths who assist people answering questions and wayfinding. Ah, so you had a very good aim to put this program in place. Yes. And that was the conduit for sure. To start there and then to be able to do what I do now with the pups and helping all the other airports that I helped start the program. Yeah, definitely. So when you first presented that and you were like, dogs, duh, what was the response to that? How did you get that off the ground? Were they pretty on board with it or? Upper management was so supportive because I had the background knowledge that I had since I've been doing it since, you know, 2000 and before. So I just had to put pen to paper and, you know, explain to them how it would work. We had therapy dogs in schools and hospitals. We've been doing that for years and years and years. An airport makes sense. So finding the right group to partner with and making sure all the I's and T's were crossed. We got all that done and it's just been amazing since that day. I love that. Very cool. When you started that program, did you have any idea that you were going to be helping these other programs get started too? I did a presentation at a conference for a lot of the guest service and volunteer managers. That was in 2012. And some people were skeptical. They're like, are you crazy? This is never going to fly. And then others are like, we can't wait to learn and have you help us. So it's just exciting because to date, there are 90 airports nationally and internationally. And that number continues to grow. I just had two other airports call me these last weeks that are ready to start. So it's so exciting. That's very cool. I know you have at least a couple other airport dogs here in the commons. Cheyenne, they volunteer through the Navigator Buddies program in Phoenix. Yes. Yeah. She said the Pups program is a large reason why that program started. Jaren and Bree are here too, and they're in Detroit. Or not Detroit, Detroit? maybe Detroit, Michigan for sure. Okay. <laughs> yes. Woody is here too from MCO. So uh, great. Yay. Were there any surprises along your training journey with your pups? You know, I've always said to people, every dog needs a job. But what is that job? Is it your exercise buddy? Is it your couch potato? Is it your ESA dog? Is it your therapy dog? Is it a search and rescue dog? Is it a family dog? So it's interesting how many people who had never done pet therapy, when they saw the launch, and we do a lot of media, and they call and want to know, I want to see if my dog is cut out for this. We have all different breeds and sizes and ages at LAX. We've had pitties, rotties, shepherd, mixes, chihuahuas, tripods, death dogs, you name it. And I think that is what people love. 
I think sometimes people thought only a certain type of breed of dog would be a therapy dog. And we've just shown that any dog that has that. So that was fun and interesting for me. I have so many volunteers since we've been doing this for so long now that continue. If one of their dogs has aged out or passed away, they've gotten another dog because they just love it so much. And I think that just speaks volumes of the bond we have between our animals. Yeah, definitely. It totally does. Ray clarified they're at the Detroit Metropolitan Airport. And we also have Hera here from the Calgary Airport. So I'd love to, I think there are 10 or 12 programs in Canada and then airports, which I think is great. And I think that number is growing as well. Yeah. That's awesome. And Levi was asking, there's therapy dogs at the San Diego airport now too, correct? Yep. That's very cool. So how have you been involved in helping these other airports start their programs? And now you said you presented at a conference and everyone was like, I don't know. So something changed there. What happened? Well, because we did it and then other airports that were jumping on board, I have people contact me. And I give them all of the materials. I send them everything that we have because why reinvent the wheel? Take what we have and put your name in it and tweak what's going to work for your airport. I think most of the airports have the trading cards, which is great. People love collecting those. I'm here to help anybody. We did it. I know how to answer those hard questions that maybe HR or risk management has. And I just guide people through it. And I love it. So if anybody's out there listening... Sherry can tell you how to get a hold of me if you want to see if your airport is interested in starting a program. That's very cool. Yeah, I have Vazu up here from LAX Pups. That's right. I need to get you my card. Yes, I'd love that. I'd love that. You know, I'm in LA too, so we should definitely meet up soon. Is 100% yes, we need to do that. (laughs) I always tell people I'm a little bitter because I used to feel like I lived at LAX before COVID. I traveled all the time for work. And I stopped traveling not because of COVID, actually. It was just coincidentally around the same time. But I've never seen a therapy dog in the airport. I felt like I lived in them for like two or three years. That's so funny because, and I'm sure the groups that are on the live right now would say the same thing. People say, how come I never see your dogs? There could be five dogs in a terminal, but if they're back in a corner or you just haven't walked by where they are, you're not going to see them. My favorite thing is when I have friends traveling, it doesn't matter what airport they're at. They're like, they met a therapy dog and they always send me pictures of the team that they met or, you know, they meet ours at LAX. It's so fun. I love it. Yeah. Cheyenne says she hasn't seen a therapy dog at the airport either. And she's a pet therapy volunteer at the airport. (laughs) There you go. She also said there's a contest among the airport employees in Phoenix on collecting the Navigator Buddies cart. And I'll tell you, I love it because they know if there's a new dog. I was auditioning, we call it their audition, a new team. And this girl came running out of the store. She goes, they don't have that dog's card yet. I said, we're doing our meet and greet to see how it goes. And the dog did great. I said, so you'll get the card. (laughs) That's amazing. Y'all just had a big event at LAX. Was that an anniversary celebration? I can't remember. It was our 10-year anniversary celebration. It was so fun. Very cool. 10 years. That that really must be, you've probably seen so many great teams come through your program in 10 years. I have. But I mean, I was like, where did the time go? Right. My volunteers at all the airports, they're amazing. They're the best people. And 
they just bring so much joy. It's not only about the dogs, it's the volunteers as well, because we don't know why people are traveling. They could be traveling for sad reasons, happy reasons. They're having to move. And just that comforting smile and sometimes a hug and just that camaraderie that happens is pretty magical. Yeah, definitely. Jared was curious, when you started the program, what was the plan for insurance coverage for the dog? The Detroit airport wants teams to have their own coverage. So he was curious how that worked for you all. The group we partner with, Alliance of Therapy Dogs, holds the insurance for the volunteer and the dog and for the airport. We also have volunteers, and I believe a lot of the other airports do to sign a hold harmless. But that's interesting. So they want to have the volunteers have their own coverage. What he said, although I do know that Jared is an Alliance of Therapy Dogs team, he definitely knows that Alliance has insurance coverage, but I'm yes. not sure, if Jared, if you can clarify your question with the airport wanting teams to have their own coverage. But it sounds like your solution was to partner with ATD on that. Yeah, I know not every state has tester observers or alliance of therapy dogs there. I know there are other groups that airports use as well. So that's just important. You find a group to partner with. So you have that coverage. Okay. Raquel is here and she says hi and that she loves when the dogs comes out when she's volunteering in the terminals for the TLC program. Yay! And TLC is coming up again. So hopefully we'll see you. Very cool. Pixel wanted to know if they accept pet partners, but I believe your program only works with Alliance. Is that correct? If that's correct, most airports only work with one group because rules and regulations could be a little bit different and that could cause conflict between volunteers saying our group does this and this group says that our group doesn't. We've just found it's better to stick with one group. Alliance of Therapy Dogs allows people to be members with other groups, which is great. I would never want somebody to give up pet therapy that they're doing, if it's at a hospital or a school, to give up that in order to become a pup. I want them to be able to continue to do the work at the other places that they enjoy doing. Yeah. Jared did clarify that the Detroit airport wanted ATD to sign a release for the coverage separate from the ATD insurance for each team. Okay. If you've encountered that before, I haven't. That's a new one, Jared. <laughs> Jared's a problem solver, so I'm sure they'll figure that out. Levi was curious if you can do airport therapy dogs at smaller private airports or if it's only at the larger airports. Every airport, no matter how big or small, should have a program. <laughs> Burbank just relaunched their program, and that's a small airport. There are a handful of them that I've helped start. So absolutely, it's important. Even if it's a small airport, it doesn't mean that people aren't stressed out or they miss their dog and love dog. They want to enjoy that interaction. Yeah, definitely. I have a question, actually. I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I feel like airport therapy dogs have a larger chance of encountering a pet dog in the airport, whether that's a real service dog, a fake service dog, you know, say that's not in their bag. Do you find that that's true? And how do you help your teams prepare for that? So there are a lot of folks traveling with their dogs through LAX. And a lot of them are just their personal pets. Therapy dogs can't be reactive. Right. So I'm making sure that they're not barking at other dogs. And that's part of the testing process. If we do see a passenger's dog or airport police dog coming by, and they're barking. We just say, you know what? Go the opposite way. 
detached from that dog. So it's not engaging with looking at our dogs, just walk down a different aisle or turn the corner so that they aren't focused on doing that. And I'll tell you, Sherry, we've done events before where I've got 25 dogs and we're all walking down and some passenger's dog is just barking, barking, barking. And our they just know. They just keep walking and people go, how do those dogs not bark? Because they just, they know they're not supposed to. Yeah. Jared said that they haven't encountered this personally, but some of their other teams have had problems with airport police dogs that have been overly aggressive. Have you run into that with any of your pups? We haven't. This is where really communicating with the other divisions and departments. So at LAX, we have a meeting, all of the working dog teams. So if it's CBP, the canines, the pups, and the bomb surfer dogs, whatever else they have. And we sit and talk. We educate new officers coming on board. And it's the same thing. If they see us, you know, we'll raise our hand like, hey, we're here. Just so they know that and we'll go the other way. And they should also respect and do that as well. Unless the dog is taught on the trail of something, right. of course, they're not going to pull him away from his job. But that just happens. I mean, those dogs are not trained. I mean, they're trained to do their job, which is very specific. And a lot of them are aggressive. Yeah. They're trained differently for a different purpose. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cheyenne said Sky Harbor doesn't even want more than one therapy team in the same gate, so they stay pretty separated there. Okay. Heidi, is there a story you can share that's an example of why you really enjoy doing this work? We could be here for 10 more years. There are so many stories, but the person who you don't even know is having a rest day and they've interacted with your therapy dog, and then I get a beautiful card or an email just saying, I was going through this, whatever it is, and I ran into one of your teams and it literally turned my day around. They just turned something that was just really horrible into making me feel I was going to be okay. At the very beginning, there was a couple and this woman came up and she said, can you please bring this dog over to my husband? I think he is like really having a heart attack. It's like, I'm ready to call 911. And we go over there. He was just super stressed out. He was on his cell phone dealing with business and our dog came over and he started petting the dog and you could just see the redness from his face started leaving. He started calming down. We were there for a good 20 minutes and he goes, thank you. I was so beyond stressed out. My wife thought I was having a heart attack. I wasn't, but he didn't look in good shape, right? We just never know what they're going to do. And my favorite thing is when, you know, they have the big pet me on the vest. When you see somebody walking and they're reading and it's like, wait, is that saying pet me? I can really pet this dog. And this huge smile comes on their face and it's like, I can pet the dog. It's awesome. That would have been me. All those times I did not see therapy dogs, I did see several working canines. And I was just like, do not pet, do not pet, do not pet. But I Right. Jared said it's also a good opportunity to talk about pet responsibility because they want to know why the therapy dogs are so well behaved. Therapy dogs have the want to do this, but all dogs need guidance, yeah. right? Even your family dog at home, they want to know what the rules are. We need to be their champion and their leader so they can be happy and they know what's expected of them. So you respect each other. And, you know, then everything is great. But it takes the time to do that and being consistent. It's very silly of us to expect that they know how to live in this world we've created that we want them to live in. 
Exactly. And that's the other thing, too. When you look at breeds, certain breeds are bred for certain things. And there are so many great dogs in the shelter. And I love all dogs, but they're overlooked or people get them because they don't realize what they're getting themselves into with these dogs. And then so many of those dogs have actually become amazing therapy dogs with the right person understanding them. And we've got the pure breeds too, which are fabulous, wonderful dogs, but it's just educating yourself. Definitely. I feel like we've already dove into this question a little bit, but what advice do you have for someone who's interested in becoming a therapy dog team? Call the groups, Pet Partners, Lines of Therapy Dogs, whoever that is, and go to their website and research what does it take to become a team. If you have friends that are doing pet therapy, talk to them about it, research. And it's a great bonding experience with your dog. I love it. I can't imagine not doing this ever. I will always be doing this until I go up to the Rainbow Bridge. (laughs) But just researching. And again, you're looking for the dog with the temperament and personality. So let's just say you love a particular breed. Don't be all caught up in that's the dog you have to get because that just may not be the dog that's going to work out to do this. Maybe that little mixed mutt is the one who's going to be the most amazing therapy dog you'll ever have. Just ask questions and research. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any advice for someone who's interested in starting an airport therapy program? Contact me. Contact me and I'll help you. And it's not hard. I have everything to give you to answer the questions. But this is the one thing I will say. I first presented this. I was like, oh, Heidi, can you run it for all the airports? It's like, no. <laughs> every airport has different rules and regulations. And that would just be crazy. But every team does a meet and greet with me. And I think that's really important because you can have a team that's done therapy dog work for five years, but the airport's a completely different atmosphere. So I want to make sure it's going to be successful and a good fit for the team, right? That is my number one important thing for whoever has my position at the airport or whatever facility that is. You have to know your teams and make sure that you're giving them the tools that they need so they can be successful and that you're making sure that it is the right fit. Yeah. I think sometimes we get caught up in worrying about whether it's the right fit from our perspective, but really you want the dog to be happy and be able to thrive whatever their job is too. And thank you, because it is all about the dog. If they don't want to do it, you cannot make them do it. Our shifts are two-hour shifts. That doesn't mean you're working for two hours. If it's a really super busy day or it's been very hot outside and your dog is showing you those signs after an hour or hour and a half, you leave. Take the vest off so it's easier to get out and you leave. That's the rule. They come first. Yeah, that's actually really good advice to take the best off and leave. Because I've heard so many teams be like, yeah, we leave and then we get stopped so many times. Every time, every, every time. Everybody wants to catch the dog. So it's just easier to be able to leave where you're not like, my dog has to go. He's tired. If the best isn't on, it's a little bit of a deterrent. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's so many good stories in the comments. Woody shared that they have people fly in to meet Woody at the airport and they bring her gifts and Arby's gift cards. And Vardy said they had one man beeline to them and his travel companion said, you can't just go up to any dog and ask to pet them. And he's like, she's wearing a vest that says pet me. I can break. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And Jared's also had the pleasure of accompanying 
family and friends to the gate. So it sounds like people really enjoy being an airport therapy dog. <laughs> I think what's great is more and more people know about the airport therapy dogs, where at first it was kind of like a real novelty. I love when somebody's like, oh, I just went to SFO and I met this team and here's the card. And oh, I'm meeting one of the pups now at LAX. They get two in one day from different airports. It's like, that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. That's really great. Well, I don't want to hold you here forever, but is there anything else that you wanted to share while you're here? So one of the things that I'm very proud of that we do, and I've always, the airports that I've worked with and talked to, encourage them is to be involved with community events as well. We are great ambassadors for the airport, and that's just something we love working with local schools or local events that different areas close to the airport are having. We partner with a lot of the airlines doing events. We do flying kisses event for Valentine's Day and Halloween parade and, you know, holiday stuff. But also like Delta employees, we do the safety day just for the employees. So the more things that you can get involved with like that, because people who work at the airport need us too, right? And it's a little to be able to do things like that more intimate to them and the community as well. It's just really fun for the kids for going to a school because they're doing a read day or something. So I encourage be open and hopefully your airports are open to all sorts of community outreach as well with your teams. I love that. That's really great. And I know I see LAX pups out there doing stuff in the community all the time on Instagram. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Heidi. It's been really great talking to you. If people want to reach out, what's the best place for them to find you? So you can email me and my email is hh. U-E-B as in boy, N-E-R, at Lawa, that's L-A-W-A dot org. Or you can go to the website, lawa.org slash P-U-P. And on the website, my information is there as well. Okay, great. And they can follow your adventures with Chance and Chubbs and the other LAX pups here on the LAX Pups handle, right? Yes. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time and for starting the program. I hope that sometime I find your LAX pups when I'm there, although now I travel with my pups. I not be the best timing. But. We'll figure out a day since you're in LA that you can just come and you'll do a walkthrough with me. You can be a pups for a day with me. Yeah. I, that. I live very close to the airport. We can definitely make that happen. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Take care. Thank you, you too. Thanks, everybody. Bye.